previously on the Talk Dot Beer Podcast. There's some funkiness going on. I don't don't smell the blue cheese. You all noted the look on my face when I spelled it. Which which, was amazing. Which the funk came through. Hot stick in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine too. Hit it. So we're still here at Jugs on Shepherd in Houston for the Talk Dot Beer Podcast. And two very special guests today, Bill from Midland and Tracy from Houston, who are fairly new to craft beer, you would say. Is that an accurate statement? Yes, absolutely. And I want to talk to you guys about what you like, how your journey has gone so far, some of the beers you like and don't like. So, Bill, tell me the best beer you've had in the last two months, eight weeks, that you can think of, or what style it was. I kind of flip back and forth between like oatmeal, <clears throat> between oatmeal stouts and uh, like milk stouts and stuff like that, and in almost anything on nitro. Okay, have you had the left hand milk stout? I have. I, I like the left hand milk. And that's stout. often on nitro when you see it around yes. as well. Tracy, what are some of the beers that you like? I started uh, the craft beer scene just two years ago, and it was towards the winter time, so I tend to lean towards the barrel aged beers. Nice, nice. nice. I, I and not that I'm an alcoholic, but uh, the boozier the better. <laughs> right. You see some 12s, 13s, 15s. Prairie, some of them are pretty aggressive. They are. Uh-huh. Prairie bomb, I believe, is 15. I, yeah, I have a, a couple of barrel-aged prairie bombs. You hear bombs. the police coming for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I did flinch just now. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of prairie barrel-aged prairie bombs at home with my name on them. I've been saving them for the cooler months. They age so. really, really well, too. Yes. Remember to spin those every once in a while. Really? Yes, definitely. Yes. You want to keep the uh, sediment moving around. So, so it's kind of like wine? You yeah, a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead and give it a like twist. Wine. Be fine. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But rotate it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not, you're not damaging it by not spinning it, <laughs> but it does help. Tracy it. wants to go home right now. <laughs> and, and, and I know. I want to spin Correct this problem. I'm going to spin my beer. If you keep them upright, then just give them a little shake. That sounds kind of dirty the way you said it. Definitely. There's nothing wrong with that. So do you all find that when you ask your friends or even strangers at a brewery or a bar, for information on a beer, are people snooty about it, or are they generally pretty helpful? Either one of you. Here, they've been amazingly helpful. That's why I keep coming back. At Jugs. At yeah. Jugs. Okay. Uh, this is my other home. Okay. Nice. Unfortunately. A ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a Houstonian, um, and so in Midland, the craft beer scene is pretty dismal. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you get the Big Ben beers there or not? Uh, not at well from Alpine. For, yeah, uh, maybe there's a, maybe a couple of places. Okay, um, I, the uh, Midland is a straightforward Bud Light town. It it's is a, a craft beer desert. It okay. is in the desert. Yeah, I was going to say it's also a desert, yeah, right? Yeah. Isn't it a so, powerful desert? Um, so unfortunately, uh, to get somebody to even think outside of the box. Yeah. As far as craft beer goes, it's, uh, you know, they, they won't even, it's like unfathomable. Wow. You know? Do you get Shiner Buck in Midland? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a start. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and that is kind of everybody's mainstay is to, you know, you got Shiners and, and Ziggenbach's and, and I think Michelob has an Amber Bach. Right. So let, let's spend a minute and talk about that because, you know, we've done traveling to some really off the grid kind of places and, and when you get out there and you're you're going to go camping or something like that and you're looking for um you're looking for a decent you know six pack a lot of times you have to count on 
the big distributors to get stuff out that far. So, Jeff, what would you say in terms of major distributors of beers that you might be able to get in Midland? Um, I think you should be able to get the Goose Islands. They go pretty far from Chicago. Okay. Most and states have Goose Island. And you like those? Start. I do like the Goose Island. They were purchased by a major, and the name is escaping me right now. That's one that travels far and wide. Odell is in Odell. most states now also. Yeah, okay. I thought Odell it was Budweiser. Is it not Budweiser that did Bought this? Odell or bought Goose Island? Goose I, mean, Miller, Island. I think Miller Goose. bought Goose Island. You know what? I'm going to have to fact check this and drop it in later in the podcast. I'm not going to guess on these things, but they were both bought by majors. Goose Island and Odell are distributed pretty far, and they have major label backing. This we can say, actually. Yeah, I think, I think that Sam Adams is still doing some really great stuff. Now, the problem is, is they'll do 20, 30, 40 beers a year, but they won't move all of them all over the place. Yeah, it's it's very limited market yeah. share. Yeah, um, but if you, if you can find, sometimes there's sampler, boxes um they actually you know i'll say it out loud they they do some they still do some really respectable beers you'll remember from earlier podcasts we know a bar owner who has four taps in his bar and one just has to be committed to bud light so it's not just midland where that's the thing it's the entire state well i mean yeah i mean that is probably the number one selling beer in america and yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and but there's some economics to that that have been shared with us it's basically you know they spend so little on it yeah you know, and it well, moved, when you it, water it down, yeah. yeah, but it moves so fast. They spend so little that it can. It's and I've said it before. It's like the slot machines in a, in a Vegas casino. Mm-hmm. It's just this is easy money. Yes. Um, yes. Cha-ching. Well, and 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 in that, when you when you you have that much market share in the grocery store aisles or the Seven Eleven aisles, absolutely. Um, a lot of people are it's easy uh, a lot of people aren't willing to kind of go it's like well i don't know if i'm gonna like that so i don't want to buy which is right, where right. where like uh, some of the stores here i found uh, with the sampler packs i mean you just got an empty box and you can go yep. pick out your make your own six pack kroger right. does that yeah. i think i've heard h-e-b does that h-e-b as well. does that as well yeah. i mean that's that's actually pretty fabulous. you're not committing to six beers if you don't like one then you're kind of stuck with them. Yeah, so I usually right. find that I buy one beer that I want six of. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're here today at a place that, that what they do is they sell growlers of beer. They've got 50 taps here at Jugs Draft. They sell growlers. You can come in, you can have a taste, figure out what you want to take home with you. You can sit around, you can have a flight, and just hang out with your friends and drink a little bit. Um, Jeff, let's talk about, let's, let's give some information. Uh, in Houston, if you want to sample some beers, I would start with Hay Merchant. They they move those taps around a lot. And how they many? Have a lot of they probably have sixty or seventy. I think different beers. At any I given think time. it might even be over hundred. Right, and they have lots of barrel age. They have lots of local and around the country. Few Belgians. They have a great bottle selection in the basement. So I'm just saying, I want to get the widest possible range of beers to get. Uh, Hay Merchant on Westheimer is really the place to start. I would concur that that's one amazing place if you haven't been there. Uh, <laughs> it's radio. You still <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, I'm shaking my yeah. head. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if you like, <laughs> if you like barrel-aged, the left section of the menu is all cask beers. Yeah. When you walk in there, and they probably have six or eight cask beers at any given time. So now here's the question. When you leave here, will you run home to spin your bottles, <laughs> or will you be going straight to Hay Merchant <laughs> to get some samples? It depends <laughs> on where 
it is in relation to where I live. Uh-huh. Right. I live in the Galleria area, so if I have to pass... It's on the way for you now. So, yeah, yeah. if it's on the way, you know... Well, actually, it's behind us now. I'm You're sorry. not that far away. It's saving gas. Like, it's just <laughs> being fiscally responsible Fiscal for me. Fiscal responsibility. We support uh, that. We yeah. Support and, and the food there actually is pretty top-notch. It's next door to Underbelly and the chef. The chef did both menus, so... You can get some good stuff to eat there. I want to do a quick factual update. Goose Island was purchased by Anheuser-Busch InBev, not by Miller, which I may have suggested earlier. Um, so other, another place um, to get some great, interesting beers, I'm going to go with D&Q. It's a convenience store on Richmond. It's not a convenience store. There's nothing convenient about okay. it. <laughs> Um, but it look it does look like you've probably driven past it on Richmond, and you should definitely try this out before you go home, right. because you're 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 not that far away. Um, but what D and Q is is it looks like a crappy convenience store. You go inside, and it's it's a convenience store that's wall to wall craft beer. Ah. Oh, single like sensory singles. Singles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Pull, pull out single. He b- breaks up the six packs and he sells. Yeah. I would have never known because I've seen some pretty interesting-looking convenience stores that don't look like they should it be does, in Richmond. It yeah. kind of has a little sign that says there's beer there, but it's not super obvious. No, it look, People it, just know about yeah, it. Yeah, you just have to know about mm. it. Uh, and also, I will give everybody some information. Those old English 800 koozies are just there for the taking. So, um, Score. Uh, and actually, score, Jeff, remind me, I've got an, a 40-ounce koozie for you. Thank you very nice. much. When I'm sitting on the corner tonight, I will uh, be sure and bring that out and keep my... Uh, yeah, no paper bag for you. No, not no. anymore. No, not Mike anymore. is a classy guy. He just upgraded you. He did. Yeah, he did. He just Old English 800. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can use that for multiple things. Might fit around a nice uh, liquor bottle as well. Nice. So sweet. Um, so uh, let me ask the, the craft beer newbies. Do you guys have any questions about craft beer that, you know, we the experts because we have microphones. Quote air quote <laughs> experts. Unfortunately, none of our experts are here today. Right. Air quote needs to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any questions that you'd like us to ask Randy? Oh, there you go. <laughs> for our next podcast. We'll just text him right now. No. Um, when I uh, uh, took the, I went to the, and took the tour at Carbach, uh There was a lot of a lot of really interesting questions that was answered there. Uh, one of my biggest questions, uh, which probably wasn't relevant to anything, was what was the difference between a craft beer and a microbrewery? And his his uh, his answer was uh, amount of units sold. Yep. Uh, which which okay. Am I wrong? Is that the microbrewery will sell more than a craft? No, no the other way around. See, yeah. I'm the guy who thought the hot, the hot front yeah. was caused storms. So don't listen yeah. to me. Which what ten years ago the microbrewery was the hot. Yeah, what I, th- I think what's happened is, you know, I mean, my, my knowledge of this is roughly 10 years. Uh, and I think that where microbreweries, some of them got enough of a following, had better marketing and PR, and got to grow up to be craft breweries, you know, to do the number of units that they could do, but they stayed committed to what they believed in from the beginning. You know, hey, we're, we don't really care that much about the units but we are actually able to do it because we make very good beer yeah. and now it's very rare like in my travels it's very rare that we come across any place that i would call a micro brewery like they're they're always canning and they're you know i mean maybe save the world at marble falls is still 
a microbrewery. We're going to be there next week. We will find out. Brash only has about four or five beers, so they could be a microbrewery. Maybe so. Yeah. But I don't know that they... They do can, though, too. But they're kegging and selling a lot of it outside the brewery. Yeah, that's true. And also, I I would say that I would bet that they're... Their motivation isn't about being a microbrewer. I think they want to be a, a real player, and I True. think they, they can be. Um, you know, by the way, my first trip to Brash with Jeff just a few days ago. Um, big thumbs up to their Trump sticker in the toilet bowl. <laughs> I meant to get a picture of that. I did get a picture of it. I nice. just thought it was funny. We have to put that with up with the podcast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's going to move us on nicely to our next topic when we move. I'm not trying to rush you guys, but we are going to talk about. The new breweries we visited here. So, if you get a chance, check out uh, Sigma and Platypus. We checked them both out yesterday. Different offerings at both places, I would say. That's also been one of my one of my bigger mm, interest of findings, I guess, uh, since I'm not from the Houston area, is the immense amount of breweries here. We've had five new ones open in the past six weeks. Yeah, I mean that that's been. Uh, from a from a craft beer desert, if you will, you know, to here, yeah. uh, it's pretty phenomenal. The, the and you know, it's one of those deals. It's like you can only theoretically you can only tweak a recipe so many different directions, but everybody seems to get a a little bit of different twist on it. Yeah, there there's a lot of movement. I think on a on a beer recipe, <laughs> um, you know, there seems to be a lot you can do between the the time that you do any one particular part of the process, the hops that you use, the malt that you use, the yeast that you use, how long you leave it in the bottle, do you put it in an old whiskey keg, you know, uh, uh, it or just a bourbon be, barrel. Or a bourbon right? barrel. Whiskey yeah. barrel. Yeah. Wine barrel. So, yeah. so. Gin is also rum. All have been done. That kind of leads to my question. Mm-hmm. Um, being fairly new not only to Houston, but to craft beer, what would be, not to get you guys in trouble, but what would be the top five breweries that you guys would recommend? I get, I'll be happy to tell you my top five. I mean, Newbies I, visit. I'll just spit out opinions left and right. I love, we go to Brash first, but it is a total boys club. You have to keep that in mind when you go there. Two is Carbach. I think I can hold my own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to like death metal and have a handful of quarters to play the video games. Nice. And <laughs> I, I made a pathetic showing at yeah. Spy Hunter the other day. By the way. Three is Spindle <laughs> Tap, which is a haul to get out there, but it, we've gone to record there, and it's a wonderful place, and their beers are top flight. Four is B-52, which Michael describes as a state park with beer, which I think is an apt yes. description. You go out there, sit at any table, get a growler fill, bring it out, throw some Frisbee, and it's wonderful. And for five, I'd have to give it to St. Arnold. Just because they're established, they always have a couple good beers there as well. So that's my top five. That is Blanket's top five. Meredith, what's your top five? Definitely St. Arnold. I love every single seasonal beer that they make, including the Oktoberfest. Um, Let's see what else. Spindle Tap. I'm all about Spindle Tap. And uh, City Acre would definitely be in my top five. Let's see what else carbock absolutely and b52 okay that means i have to come up with five right yes. five that that would be the number five. that is what it means the number five um i'm not going to do these in any particular order they're just going to come to me as i think about them just because you guys you both said spindle tap i agree it is a little bit of a drive but i, I think it's worth it for what they're doing out there another one that's a bit of a drive um and it's not just because I saw Manny yesterday, but I think Backfish. 
And if you like roller derby, you should go on Wednesday or Thursday. Who um, doesn't like the roller derby? Well, on Wednesday and Thursday, the, some of the roller derby teams who practice across the street come to the brewery and hang out. So, nice. So if you like roller derby and you like beer, you should, you should go to Backfish. But if you just like beer, go to Backfish. Um, we went down to Galveston Island Brewing, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, you know, the people that were there, the place, that they, the way they have it set up, and the beer. It's sort of my perfect storm. It's like, okay, I, like the, I got to sit next to a literal rocket scientist. Um, <laughs> and a yoga instructor. And a yoga instructor. Who teaches yoga no, at the they, brewery. What are Wow. No. Okay. So two different people. people. Two different people. Yeah. (laughs) Two different people. Um, That was for an anniversary celebration. It's been a few months, but it was uh, it was a good day all around. Was it that three? I get three. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would put St. Arnold's because at least in Houston, I I don't think anybody will argue with me. You know, they're the reason for all this. You know, they're the ones in Houston that sort of were out there first, and they're still out there. Uh, And then I would go with Carbot because I think that though that that they're doing it um, really, really well, and the food there is, is really, really excellent as well. Uh, I would give a nod to Brash. I've only been there once, so I can't say for sure. Um, if you like old-school video games, <laughs> definitely go to Brash. They've got a hell of a collection. They do have a really, really, really serious collection of video games there, um, and so they got a lot of respect for me on that note. And the professor's waving at me about something. I would definitely throw Buffalo Bayou in there. Okay. I know uh, that their yeah. their options are really good. They have a very diverse portfolio of beers. And also they have a really great Christmas in July celebration. If you haven't been, it's definitely worth going to. Yeah, five is there's not five is not enough, honestly. Because now I want to go back and throw City Acre in there. Um, you know, and I, I guess for me and, and we've talked about this in the past, but for me, uh, where, you know, I mean, Jeff is an untapped guy. He keeps track of his beers. He goes back. He looks at his his ratings. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm going to drink what's here. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. And I'm going to forget about it. You know, I'm going to move on. And and I just like hanging out with my friends and going to places and having that experience, you know, over and over and over again. So, you know, City Acre, because we've, we've been going there for so long, and it's like going there... Uh, way back in the day when you had to beg for an invitation and you, That's were, right. you were voting on like which, very exclusive. Yeah, which beers could you go into and now they're open up you can go there anytime but I would definitely go back to my top five and, and, and shove them in there somehow you know for you like experienced beer drinkers that just have if you were on tap you'd have like 8,000 badges and somebody will show up at your door and make sure you went into a rehab facility. <laughs> That'd be nice. Wow. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Really personal. Right what? There. But for us newbies, like, I've been, the place I used to go to in St. Louis Craft Beer Cellar, I would go in and be like, you remember that beer I had yesterday? You know, the one that was in that second one right there? I mean, last weekend? that one, It was right there. I wouldn't remember the names of these beers. The name. yeah. Yeah. Like, one of my first ones was i can't remember it was like this crazy name i was like who thinks of these names mm-hmm. i can't even say it speaking of crazy names the beers you like you'll want to try the carback three-legged lab this winter when it's out pretty good uh, help me out with the style it's dark i think it might be a stout it's stout so that's what you want to look for for sure nice okay. it's like untapped was great for us because we, we couldn't keep track of things so thank you for uh joining us today tracy thank you for having me and Bill. Thank you, sir. 